0: Mm. That's good coffee. Um. So when's the countdown going to begin?
1: Stop it. Stop it now. Don't make me out to be the bad one. <laughs> mm. I did good this week with the recording.
0: I know, I know. It's alright, I've got multiple goofs to pick from when we begin these things. <laughs> good afternoon, morning, evening, or wherever you are listening to this. You are beginning to listen to Video Games and Chill by myself, Daniel Ingram and my co colleague friend thing Samuel Carmody
1: Hello, don't call me a thing
0: I think thing is probably the most apt description of you at this moment in time but uh, today we will be talking about the things we have been playing We will talk about the news that we have missed given the fact that we haven't recorded for four weeks (laughs) We will be talking about something at the end of the show, which I think is to do with the fact that video game prices are going to go up again. Um, and our thoughts on that. And as per usual, we would like to thank you for watching us, uh, Reggie. Um, I, I, don't, I haven't looked at our most recent views on our most recent video, but I'm fairly certain it is one. Um, so thank you. And if there is anybody else out there Watching or listening to this, however you are consuming this media, please send help. I am locked in Sam's basement, and he won't let me out until I've recorded ten episodes of this.
1: <laughs> we get into double figures, Dan. In fact, we get into triple figures because I've uh, named the episode zero zero one, haven't
0: I? I can't do a hundred episodes of this. <laughs> please <save me>. help. <laughs> so, Sam, how you been?
1: All right, It's been a while. We It's been a while since we've actually spoken face-to-face. It's been a while. It's been a while. As face-to-face as we are right now. Um yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, you know, as face-to-face as we can be, given that... Oh, wait, no, lockdown is easing.
1: Lockdown is easing, yes.
0: But, you know, I'm still not going anywhere. Furthest I've been is B&Q, and that was too much for me, so...
1: I, I've been out for a drink around Leeds.
0: I know. I saw the photos.
1: And it was...
0: You went out with Corey, didn't you?
1: I did go out with Corey and it was surprisingly nicer than a normal afternoon out.
0: I could tell based on the photographs.
1: You know, usually like on a Saturday afternoon in town, you're going to be like scrambling at the bar, fighting with everyone else to try and get a drink, people breathing down your neck. It was just, just loads nicer to be seen to a table and order from there.
0: Sounds like Leeds has gone really up market, and I don't believe you.
1: Leeds is nice.
0: <laughs> Leeds is a Sunderland of Yorkshire.
1: We have always had this debate. You always think Leeds is a shithole, and I love Leeds. What was yeah. that?
0: That was that was I think my girlfriend has just left. She did threaten it before, you know we started recording she was like
2: if you keep on going on your computer i will leave
0: so you know obviously she's decided that she's actually going to leave today so um ladies <laughs> no she's gone off to i think she's going to work but i'm not sure
1: always good to keep tabs
0: i mean i am i am finger on the pulse, like, totally completely 100% certain of everything that is happening in my life right now.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, same. Same.
0: You know, this this, yeah I mean, this coffee is just (laughs) Sam, what have you been playing this week?
1: This week? This month? Uh,
0: Since I last spoke to you, which was about 20 minutes ago before we started recording.
1: Let's let's update this.
0: Uh... Apologies for the keyboard noises, if you're able to hear that. I know you will be able to, because I was able to.
1: Yeah, I should probably mute myself before doing uh, stuff like that, shouldn't I?
0: No, I think it adds to it. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah, I I think it adds to the amateurish nature. Which, by the way, I didn't actually get around to uh, recording our theme song this week. But I have, I have a very, fairly solid idea of what the theme song is going to be, and I have a fairly solid idea of what I want the animation to be. And I need you to say one thing for it, and that it's just going to be amazing.
1: Do you want to? Do you want to sing your idea of the theme tune?
0: No, I'm not. No, no. There's no singing or anything involved. It's all going to be keyboardy stuff, and maybe a beat behind it. And then can I need you to I, say, "Can I do had, the beat?" I mean, you can do your boots and cats if you really want to. I want it to be as amateur as possible. I want it to be, like, the, the definition of what we are, which is, like, you know, really, really, like, like, just cheesy as all hell. Oh, yeah. At some point, that I, goes I want without it, saying. Um. But, yeah, I need you to say one thing, and I'm not sure whether I want to reveal it in a video, but... No. Okay. Um,
1: let's, let's discuss I'll... that after.
0: Okay, fine, yeah, because you might not actually agree with what I want you to say. (laughs) But anyway, yeah. Anyway, uh, what
1: have I been playing? Um... Yeah,
0: yeah, despite, despite the fact that we've not been, you know, recording, we've been discussing things and trying to make improvements and... Yeah, so... Some point this week, I'm going to get the keyboard out and I'm just going to be like pressing random notes because I know sort of what <laughs> notes I want, even though I've got no musical talent whatsoever.
1: Oh, I should come over. I've got the faintest bit of musical talent.
0: Yeah, I remember us having this conversation in first year, Yumi and Corey, in fact, where we were just go- we were going to start writing something and he was asking for musicals. Uh, he was asking for sort of like, uh, it's not musical notation, it's uh, tempo. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, we should do twelve nine because that's from uh Pink Floyd." And he was like, "Ah, oh, it's so weird. I love it." <laughs> we should start getting guests on here, actually, so that we can actually introduce the the the, the Reggie to um, the people that we're actually talking about.
1: Yeah, but that's true. We that's... should definitely get guests on, but that's you know, we 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 can sort that. We can sort that.
0: We're still young. We're still young. We are. We need new overlay because you know. This overlay only has like this thing and that thing,
1: yeah, I've been thinking about overlays i'll uh yeah, I wonder
0: yeah. if maybe we should have had this discussion before we started recording.
1: probably this might all get probably. cut out or it might it might just stay depends how long I mean, we... I like
0: how you cut so much out, apart from that one thing that you cut out, which I'm so glad that you did oh yeah didn't hey didn't stop me using it in advertising,
1: <laughs> oh no. So what have I been playing? Um <laughs> I think you asked that about five minutes ago. <laughs> Segway. Um <laughs> I uh I finished Luigi's Mansion three on, on stream, twitch.tv forward slash Samuel Carmody. Um still a fantastic game. Uh, it shows just how good games can look um, on the Switch. You know, even given that's, that...
0: That's always been the case with Nintendo properties. The the Nintendo first-party properties have always been the best-looking games on the system. You go back to the Wii and you look at Skyward Sword, and it's probably the one of the best-looking games of the generation.
1: You go back now and, and you look at Super Mario Galaxy and Mario Galaxy 2, those games are just are so bright and colourful and... They just look amazing for what is essentially GameCube hardware.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's that's what Nintendo do. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody, everybody. But it's it's never been about graphical fidelity with Nintendo. It's always been about the art style, and the art style just makes the game. So, yeah, but it yes. does.
1: It does. I agree, and they've just got such good good quality as well, you know. Um, I think there's very few examples you can pick out when a Nintendo game runs poorly, and even when it does, like let's say Breath of the Wild, um, it was still a 10 out of 10 for most people.
0: Yeah, the only time I ever really experienced any slowdown was in in villages and towns, and I get the feeling that's mainly due to the fact that I was running it on the Wii U rather than on the Switch.
1: There was Kokiri Forest, which was a uh, particularly egregious example.
0: You see, I never had any problems in the forest.
1: I think I did. I think it was all the grass and all the everything like that. It was an interesting hey. one where um... that
0: was that was produced in the Wii U version, so that's probably why.
1: Yeah, I was I was going to say it was an interesting one where I think it actually ran better in handheld mode than in docked mode. Because, oh, I wouldn't be
0: surprised. Yeah,
1: because cause handheld was running at 720p and docked was uh, 900p.
0: Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at that at all.
1: But yeah, I finished I finished Lu- Luigi's Mansion three. Um, fantastic, really charming little game. I've only done the single player. I only plan on doing the single player. Really, it was it was more than enough for me. A little fifteen twenty hour adventure, something like that. I got exactly what I needed out of it. Didn't outstay its welcome. Wasn't too much filler. I think. More games should just end where they end,
0: as opposed to.
1: As opposed to, I, we're gonna talk about this with the next game I've been playing, but just a lot of, a lot of blow, a lot of, a lot of stuff that just drags drags the content along. You know, I feel like people, I feel like consumers. Want to get more hours out of a game um, where is this thought going down uh, I feel like you're, you're
0: talking about is you're talking about games with a lot of filler, which tend to be open world games like uh you' I'm, I'm going to say Skyrim, but I don't think Skyrim is an example of this because most of their expanded stuff doesn't feel like bloat it feels like that's what the game actually is yeah um. But you're talking about things like uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, which I've played, and I think you play Ghost Recon Wildlands, but I'm not sure. I haven't. Um, just, just games where the main story is a, a decent little twenty-hour worth adventure, but they've stuck in this big old open world that feels empty.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know,
0: which is, you know, a lot of it is okay. Well. We're starting off the mission here, and you're going to have 20 minutes worth of the mission where you're just driving to the objective.
1: Yeah, because even even things like Grand Theft Auto suffer from that, where you you have, to, to. You have I would,
0: to. I would argue that they used to suffer from that, but with both four and five, I think they improved on that a lot, where they actually had checkpoints. In yeah, the, the check of the che- the had...
1: checkpoints the checkpoints definitely helped, but
0: and taxis to take you back to the beginning of the mission. And you know, quick resets.
1: Yeah, they know. did. They did have quick <laughs> resets. But even even on a first try of a mission, wherever you are, you have to drive to the mission, and then from the mission, you have to drive to the mission.
0: <laughs> yeah, but again, I think four and five actually uh, actually fixed a lot of this. With you know, there's variable dialogue. There's different routes that you could take. There's different uh, actual things that could happen on the route to the mission. Um. GTA certainly is the the. I would say GTA is the cause of all of this,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, because you think about it, it is probably the 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 quintessential open world title, the quintessential sandbox. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Grand
1: Theft Auto Three changed changed the yeah. face of video games forever, didn't it?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Vice City and San Andreas just expanded upon that. Mm-hmm and then and then you look at 4 and 5 and they've just refined the formula and they've become the games which they are but yeah if you if you go back and play through 3 and vice city and san andreas in particular there is an awful lot of it, the world feels empty yeah you know outside of the main missions there's not really much to do but you know then you've got you know the the ubisoft titles like you know, I've already mentioned Ghost Recon and Far Cry and Assassin's Creed. Uh, yeah, that's Assassin's that's kind of that's
1: that's kind of the things that I was talking about, where your mini map is just like littered with objectives and find two hundred and fifty of these things, and and all the side quests are just boring fetch quests and stuff like that. Oh look,
0: there's a tower over there. If you go up that tower, you might be able to reveal the map. Mm.
1: Which
0: apparently they did, even on
1: even in Zelda.
0: Right? Yeah, but Zelda had a point to it.
1: Yeah. And Uh, and Zelda was great because it didn't scatter a load of icons on your map, but the tower was naturally just a good vantage point to be like, oh, look over there, what's that?
0: It was... It was them... I mean... Yeah, I get what you're talking about, but there's also the case of, you know, some of the some of the, the, the towers were sort of limited based on you know, how much stamina you had as well. And how yeah. how that they weren't just climb this tower it was a case of, okay, well there's a couple of uh, not Stavros there, um, the fly fly fire dudes.
1: Yeah, the little wizard guys.
0: Oh yeah with wiz, wiz robes or whatever they are. Mm. Um yeah. So, and again, it's just become an accepted thing. But I, I get what you mean. You know, it's nice to have a, a title which doesn't need the additional fluff. But yeah, it's, is... it's
1: it's really tight. It's really tightly focused, and that's that's what I loved about *Luigi's Mansion* three.
0: Yeah, and I I think that's probably um, probably. Ha- th- sort of how I feel about one of the the titles that I've played recently, Hmm. uh, which I know I've spoken to you a fair bit about. And I think I mentioned last time, uh, it's an independent uh, puzzle platformer called Evan's Remains. Yes.
1: So Um, how's that been going?
0: Well, I've finished it. Um, It's a tight little three, four hour experience, which, considering it was a fiver, I don't care about. Mm -hmm. Um, Honestly, I'm... I'm considering it as my game of the year so far. Really? Uh it's a it's a it, like you say it's a nice little complete package. Um there's 30 or 40 different puzzle platformy sections. Um a couple of which I got, you know, um, were the the number of times where I completed a puzzle and my immediate reaction was to say out loud, "Oh, that's so clever." <laughs> yeah you know it's just one of those titles um and then there's this this narrative underneath it and through it, which even even towards the end i didn't see i didn't see where it was going mm-hmm. you know there was there was an awful lot there that was you know hinted at, and there were there was you know it's a platformer so a lot of this is done in sort of cutscenes. And it's just, it looks, really. I, I love the art style. I love the, the, the platforming is really tight. You you've, you know, there's a, you know. It's. Well thought out. It's just, utterly spectacular. Um, it's. I, I, like I, said, I... It's, it's up there with with my game of the year. I can't really go into too much why. It's my game of the year because it's, you know, a lot of spoilers, but if people out there are looking for a nice little three, four hour platforming experience with well thought out puzzles and a decent, you know, uh heart wrenching narrative, this is absolutely spectacular. I, I
1: might have to check it out, you know, based on that, because I have been looking for a game. So I'm I'm gonna be uh I'm gonna be playing Paper Mario next week on the Friday. And I've been looking for something that's a few hours long that I can just jump into, play, finish, put aside. So this sounds like the perfect little thing. So I might, I might actually check it out and uh, and stream it sometime this week.
0: Yeah, and it's available on Steam and Switch, and I think it's available on PlayStation Four and Xbox as well. We'll have a look. I should again. Should probably have done this before. Uh...
1: It's it's Evans remains, isn't it?
0: evan's remains yeah mm.
1: uh
0: it is available on all platforms that have ever existed
1: oh wow can't wait to pick it's it up on... for my intelligent in television
0: uh it would probably run um but it's available on windows mac playstation 4 xbone mm-hmm. you know and switch um and it is Probably the 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 perfect switch title as well because the the puzzles are, are short enough that you can do it in, you know, you could play it in ten minute bursts on the on the mm-hmm. the metro or the underground, and you know it it's, I I, I loved the art style um, I can't and the soundtrack is just
1: one of those games one of those games live... that it, it knows what it wants to be and it it just does it. <laughs>
0: Uh, and I believe it was kickstarted as well, but it's just, yeah, I, I love it. I love the game. Um, at some point I want, I want to reach out to the developer and just be like, Hey, thank you for developing this game. It is absolutely spectacular. Do it
1: on on Twitter.
0: I might do. I might, I might hit them up. Who uh, who was it who
1: developed it? Uh,
0: it is a, I believe it's just a single guy. Uh, Called Matthias Schmid, uh, and he is my ten sixty nine on Twitter.
2: Uh,
1: Interesting. Speaking of, um... what's
2: that?
0: that's... this game is Matthias Schmid's color-soaked love letter to the Japanese graphic novel. That that's actually yeah, that's actually pretty pretty accurate for. But yeah, it's um Oh, he's from Argentina. Oh, cute. Brilliant. Um, but yeah, so that's
1: yeah, S- Speaking of on. speaking of tight experiences that know uh, know exactly what they want to be. Um I played through and finished the original Dragon Quest. I know, I know, what a segue.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. It wasn't that, it was the it was the I could I could take. I could, there's a joke there. There's, there's several jokes. Yeah, I was. I do I pick? Who do I pick? He's already finished.
1: I was thinking. I was thinking. I shouldn't be saying this. I shouldn't be saying this. I'm still saying this. <laughs> so I've, I I uh, I played through and finished the original um, Dragon Quest, and there's a review on my website and on the YouTube's SamuelCamden.co.uk. Did Samuel... you talk
0: about this last time?
1: I hadn't finished want, it last time. You just time.
0: want traffic. You just want traffic to your website, don't you?
1: Of course, I just want traffic to my website.
0: His website will be in the doobity doo down below.
1: It certainly will. Um, so,
0: you know, click on that, and then click on all the links, and then click on the advert links. There probably aren't.
1: There aren't. No. No, no one. Well, no, no one wants to advertise with me. Not yet.
0: No one wants to advertise on this. That doesn't stop me.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, but Dragon Quest, uh, it's it's again a refreshing change of pace. Um, short RPG, and it it literally at the beginning you talk to the king and he gives you three goals and he tells you to rescue the princess, collect three artifacts, and defeat the dragon lord. And then you get out into the game and and that's it. That's what you do. Um, there's a lot of grinding, um, because the game is just battling and it's it definitely shows its age in that sense you know most of the battles are just attack 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 heal attack attack <laughs> like there's, there's not all that much um thought put into it uh but it's it's charming it knows what it wants to be it's done in in 6 or 7 hours something like that and uh i can see why why so many rpgs followed the formula
0: Nice. Are you able to do those objectives in whatever order you want, or is it a case of it's pretty linear the story?
1: Well, you don't have to actually rescue the princess to complete the game. Good.
0: Good. Fuck that princess. Yeah. Well, keep running off with that giant lizard man. I don't know. I don't need that princess. I'll find my own princess with blackjack and hookers. Yeah. Forget the princess.
1: She's she's not she's not locked in that room. She's having a great time. It's it's there's a really charming moment where Every,
0: everyone knows that she just wants that giant dinosaur cock.
1: Oh <laughs> Of course she does.
0: Come on, we've all been on the internet. We all know that's where it's going.
1: We all know. Um Why do no, you think I
0: disappeared from it... the space station and started collecting stars?
1: Like <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> no, there's a there's a really charming moment um where you res- like you you defeat the dragon who's guarding the princess, and you you rescue her. You talk to her, and uh, and it says your character's name. So I was Verge. It said something like, Verge takes the princess in his big strong arms, and you're literally carrying her across the map back to her home. <laughs> it's ridiculous, and it's really, it's almost oh, like God. it's almost like they were self aware. In is it eighty nine that it came out?
0: Something like that, yeah, eighty nine or ninety one. Uh, all I've got in my in my head right now is that scene in Shrek, where he just picks her up and slings slings her over his shoulder and just <laughs> yeah. starts walking, and it's like just just her there on her on his back, like.
1: like oh. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly like that. Excellent film. Oh, it's such a good film. I feel like it's become such a meme but it's actually a really good film as well.
0: It's always been a meme. It's yes. always, always been a meme. But Since it's... the internet
1: existed, it's always been a meme.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's Shrek. It's one of the best films of all time. Nobody can ever, you know, claim otherwise.
1: What What else have you been on with?
0: Um... I've been playing, you know, the standards that I'd play. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Football Manager this week, which I'm not going to bore you with the details of, but my current Newcastle team is shit still. Um, I've played a bit... I dabbled into Diablo 3 again, I dropped in, played a few hours, dropped out again, uh, played a bit more Rimworld, which again, I'm not going to bore you with the details, but I'm still stuck on the planet. Um, The... I don't really want to go into this again, but Pokemon Sword, um,
1: <laughs> because we are a Pokemon so, podcast.
0: But apparently, yeah, apparently that's all I played, and all I do is complain about Pokemon, but then continue to play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new DLC dropped uh, the first part of it, which is apparently the small, a small part, rather than the uh, the Crown Tundra, which is apparently going to be a lot bigger.
1: The Isle of Armor.
0: Isle of Armor. Um, So essentially, you go to a train station and you get picked up by a bird and dropped off at the train station, which is in a train station on the Isle of Armour. Overall, the Isle of Armour, I'm quite positive about. Um, Again, there's the the constant niggling feeling at the back of my head every time I play, play this game. The Oh, yeah. There are these small problems that just permeate throughout the story. A, a lot of them. Are,
1: a lot of them aren't even small problems, are they?
0: We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, the story was great. Uh, the rival, um, the rival for this DLC in one of the battles cheats, and it it's fantastic. The cheat. Uh they cheat um they didn't uh, account for the fact that i was going to be incredibly overpowered but i accounted for that fact because i was still leveling up you know certain pokemon so i was able to put out a team that would be around about the the same strength as mm-hmm. what they've put out at you max can- level. Y-
1: you essentially kind of nerfed yourself
0: yeah um which wasn't really much of a nerf given that the rival initially sent out a You know, uh, a a base form Pokemon that evolved throughout the the DLC. Um. So I'm I'm putting out a full third form Pokemon to fight against this thing, and even though they're the same level, it was essentially one hit KOs throughout. Mm -hmm. So they could have done a little better with that. Um. But yeah, she cheats at some point, which is fantastic. Uh, And I wish they would do more of that.
1: What do you mean she cheats?
0: Uh, so she disappears off before before the big old fight. Uh, that's supposed to determine who who wins the 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 essentially the 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 shield of uh or the armor of the of the island.
1: The armor of the Isle of Armor. Yeah,
0: essentially. Yeah, it's cheesy as fuck, and it ends up just being the 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 legendary uh the legendary bear thing. Um, spoilers. Cup-fee. Uh Yeah. Um, but she goes away and she litters the, the, the battlefield with toxic spikes. Oh. So, you know, move toxic spikes. She puts, she puts a couple of layers of toxic spikes on the battlefield, so every time you send out a Pokemon, it poisons them, unless your team is made up entirely of either flying, poison, or steel Pokemon like mine was. <laughs> but it was cool it was a cool idea it was just yeah so... by the that i was running a team that was completely immune to it
1: so that so the character did that not she didn't like move, use the move toxic spikes or anything it was like the character
0: went away, the character went away and, and and at the at the start of the game at the start of the fight Regardless of what Pokemon you you sent out, you were hit with toxic spikes. You see,
1: that's so so interesting. And that's like.
0: It's like. It's so sick.
1: Let's have an entire enemy team
0: that that cheats. Yeah. That steals your Pokemon.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can you
0: imagine that? Can you imagine your Pokemon being at really low health and you're like, okay, right, I reckon reckon I've got this? And then all of a sudden, they chuck a Pokeball and steal your Pokemon. And and it's like. And you've got (laughs) to fight to
1: get them back or something. Yeah. Yeah, and anything like that.
0: You know, it's such a clever idea and it's, you know, the story was was well worth play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some d- really good character development and and the the island itself is brilliant. The, the island itself is essentially just a hot, a giant wild area.
1: It's just a better from, wild area from what I've heard, right?
0: So my opinion is the Isle of Armour is how the rest of the game should have felt. Mm -hmm. There is a big old cave system that I managed to get lost in. There is a desert where there are very strong ground Pokemon roaming around. There is a big old ocean where... Where
1: Sharpedoes chase you down.
0: Where Sharpedoes chase you down. And if you're not not prepared, then they will kill you. Uh, And it just feels better. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't feel it, it feels lived in. It feels It
1: feels better. Does it feel as as good as it should?
0: No, because there are no trainers on the island other than the ones that are part of the story. Mm-hmm. And that really disappointed me. Because I was looking forward to having a few trainer battles. There there are there are NPCs littered everywhere. But most of them just give you apricorns or you know, give you watts for this new currency, or give you the new currency for watts <laughs> and yeah, and then there's this giant waylord in the middle of the ocean
1: which yeah, I've you seen see that. As, soon as,
0: as soon as you come out of the train station you're like oh wow that's what a waylord should look like mm-hmm. and you go over and then you fight it and then it's it's gone for the rest of the game
1: oh yeah, so there's just the one
0: it's just the one. It's level eighty.
1: Did you catch it?
0: Nope. Didn't I've need to. I already had a whale lord.
1: I've seen footage of someone catch it and then have it in the party, and it was that big when it was following them. Really? Yeah, I'm sure I have. And, but um, they, it's like they start. So yeah, they started I... with a whale lord, and that normal whale lord was just like how how big you'd expect something following you.
0: So, yeah, they've also reintroduced following Pokemon, as you've mentioned. Uh, But it's limited to the Isle of Armour. And there is a very... At the moment, it's very clunky. It's not like the olden days where you would run around and it would be immediately one block behind you. Um, You can run off and then it would just eventually catch up. (laughs) Um, and the AI of the following Pokemon is terrible, so you can actually trap them in places and then just be... It'll just keep on running towards you, regardless of if there's something in the way or not. Oh, God. Yep. Uh, and then if you go a certain distance away, it'll just teleport to you. Which, you know, is fine, but it's just... It's half assed again. Mm-hmm. Um And it's obviously one of those things where it got towards the the tail end of the development cycle and they were just sort of like, following Pokemon, we want that back in.
1: (laughs) And everyone was like, what? This engine isn't built for that.
0: No, the engine's built for it. It's just the AI isn't.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: the AI which they've used is the same as the wild Pokemon AI where they will go towards you. Yeah. Sometimes.
1: I, I mean just, I just can't the... believe it when you when you said they've introduced this but it's clunky and I'm like, yeah well of course it is. If it would it would surprise me if you were like, they've introduced this and it's great. <laughs>
0: like Yeah, uh they've put in another hundred and something odd Pokemon. Um apparently there's gonna be a hundred and something in in the next bit as well. Um It's just there's a, a shiny Zoroar, however you pronounce it. Um, the shiny Digimon. That, like. that I now have uh, for everybody beating a million or something, which I'm surprised at because the 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 online component is still a shit show. And in fact, I think it's actually got worse since they've uh, launched Isle of Armor.
1: That's it, actually.
0: Yeah. So oh. I used to be able to jump on. And get in raids fairly regularly. Um, now, I can't. Uh, I used to be able to post raids and host raids and get people in relatively easily. Now, I can't. It just seems like an ultimate shit shitshow. Um, there is no way of reliably refreshing your feed so you could be stuck with the same expired raids for 20 minutes. And it's just... So much about this game is so promising and makes me look so forward to the next iterations. But I shouldn't have to look forward to the next iterations because it's...
1: it's These are are full-priced AAA games.
0: This is a digital game that I have downloaded. I don't have the physical cartridge. This is the first time with Pokemon where I don't have the physical cartridge. But it is on a system where you can patch things so easily. Mm -hmm. I mean, they released a new update to uh, Animal Crossing on Wednesday... Tuesday or Wednesday this week? And added Remember. in Swimming. There have already been two patches mm-hmm. that have been developed and released since that Ma- point.
1: Major updates.
0: No, no, no. I'm not talking about major updates. I'm talking about oh, patches sorry, yeah, well, yeah. Have happened. Since yeah. Tuesday. Since Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We're already on 1.2.2 2 for Animal Crossing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I just hope that with the Crown Tundra, they finally fix all of this shit. But my hopes are...
1: They they will they will not they won't
0: they won't, they no. won't fix it. Uh, they'll release the Tundra under it, and then probably about twenty minutes after it's gone live, they'll be like, "Oh, by the way, Pokemon Sharp Sword and Sturdy Shield yeah. coming out next week uh, yeah. with all of the DLC and bonus <laughs> features and dodgy accents." That Daniel is doing.
1: <laughs> and what is that accent? Is that just generic no foreign?
0: Idea. That is just that is just generic, non-descript. Non-English accent.
1: I think I think that should be on the back of the box, though. You know what you said a couple of minutes ago. Just Pokemon Sword and Shield, the ultimate shit show. <laughs> hey, at yeah. least it'd be honest.
0: Yeah, uh, it it grates because it should be so much better than it is.
1: As I said, but it's it's not, a it's it, a full price AAA game. It's the biggest media franchise in the world. It should. Be better.
0: Uh, yeah, if it wasn't a Pokemon game, it would be mm-hmm. a good game. But because it's a Pokemon game with the legacy that they've got and the finances, financial backing that they've got, yeah, I expect better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And
0: until November, or December, whenever this second DLC comes out, uh, I'm hoping that I won't talk about it again because I've just. I did the 20-odd hours worth of DLC, and I'm actually done with it this time, I think.
1: Good. Stop torturing yourself.
0: Oh, oh, but it's... it's, You know, one of the more entertaining aspects is there are 150 Diglet scattered across the wild area.
1: are there are uh, 150 Korok Diglets. Right, shall we take a quick break...
0: can do all i'm a pirate <laughs> that's gonna look really really odd when you edit it together i hope
1: yeah i think i don't think i quite got in there i think i think you did it and i, I unpaused halfway through oh,
0: i know uh, Friday, so, so so are you playing anything else this week or are we moving on to uh what news we have
1: yeah i've been playing a couple more things um Ooh. Ooh. i i picked up little nightmares um be- oh finally yeah because little nightmares 2 is coming out and i saw that trailer and i thought i haven't played little nightmares yet <laughs> um so i decided to uh, to pick it up i've played through the the main game i've not played through the dlc yet but it's again like we've mentioned for the last couple of games it's um it's a really short tight little story. It's a, a neat little puzzle platform with some stealth mechanics. Um the real the real sort of um selling point I guess is the the world design and the the enemy design.
0: It is so weird it's and it is so, so weird. scary. It is gruesome and it is brilliant.
1: I I wasn't expecting it to be quite as tense and scary as it was. Cause like from from the trailers, I thought, okay, it's like grotesque and weird, but that's not so necessarily watched, scary. But the I watched which... Scary
0: Game Squad play it, and okay. as soon as it appeared on my on my uh, on my YouTube subscription list, I was like, they're playing Little Nightmares, really? Mm-hmm. Isn't that like an empty platform? And then I watched the first episode, and I was like, okay, yeah, I understand.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's so it's so. I don't know It's. It's really cool. So um Pardon?
0: Have you completed it yet?
1: Yeah, I've I've played I've, I've completed the main story. I've not done the DLC.
0: I haven't seen anything about the DLC, but yeah. Okay. So, so... you have you, done the shark bit. Shark bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, where um the sort well, of Where
0: you're jumping on floating objects and there's something under the water that you don't see.
1: Oh no, I think that's um I think that might be in the DLC. It's
0: not. It's about halfway through the main time, main title. It's about it's about twenty seconds worth of 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 the game.
1: Oh, sorry. Just, yeah, yeah. I, it's it's the amnesia, the dark descent thing. But you you're wading through shoes on this one for some reason, and you're jumping on um you jump in between suitcases. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, it's that. It's the. It's the. You don't see what's coming at you, and that's what makes it scary.
1: Yeah. Um. Honestly, amnesia did that, and that was one of the best parts of amnesia. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those games that tells its story without really telling its story. Like it's all baked into the environment and the world and you've got to sort of like, um, draw your own meaning out of it. Like there were points where I was like, is this really political? Like I I genuinely was like, is this a sort of take on capitalism? Because there were literally like, greedy corporate pigs trying to eat the small hungry child.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's a there's an awful lot of symbology in there. It's very um the way the way which I looked at it was this is this is what would happen if George Orwell made a game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's that sort of nineteen eighty four Animal Farm sort mm-hmm. of you are this tiny little insignificant thing in this grand yeah, ski, it, and it is. You're right. The I, lo- it's another game where I love the art style. It's got a fantastic lighting engine. Mm-hmm. It's, you it, know, it fair plays,
1: enough. It plays with its perspective as well. Amazingly, just like the because cause all the characters, the sort of proportions and the limbs and stuff are just just off. They're all just off in the right way, and. um it, uh, there's there's a point near the beginning where uh, you just see like some legs dangling down of, of someone who's obviously hung themselves, but you literally just see that, and it's like ooh. but yeah, but again it, again they're like long too long grotesque, you, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So another another game which is very similar to this, which I'm not sure whether you'll have either heard of or played through. Uh but I advise you do so because it was it, it's a very similar sort of it's a very similar sort of uh feel to it. Uh is the missing JJ Macfield and the Island of Memories. And that's another puzzle okay. platformer. Uh even if you don't play through it, just watch the first ten minutes of a playthrough mm-hmm. and you'll be sold because it's weird as shit, but there is so much there that is just Oh
1: i love I love games I love games like this again it's a It's a short experience it's only a few hours long, but for what I paid for it um i I'd, I'd pay even more for it to be honest. There were some things that bugged me like um there's so a lot of the puzzles involve like picking up and dragging dragging stuff around, and there are some stuff that are just too heavy but then there was one part near to the beginning where I was locked in a room. And I was, like, trying to climb up stuff, and I was trying to jump up stuff, and I, tra- and I was trying for ages to see what I should do. And one of the doors is barred, and you're supposed to grab the piece of wood, plank of wood, and, like, rip it out. And I'm like, it's just shown me that I can't push a pot. How am I How am I literally ripping this thing that's nailed out of the wood? You know what I mean? <laughs> Little things where yeah. I was like, surely... I'm not the stupid one. It, it wasn't, it wasn't communicated. Right. But
0: I mean, there, there is a little bit of moon logic in there. Yeah. You're right. But, um, for the, for the main, for the grand scheme of things, those aren't, the, the, I imagine those aren't the things that stick out to you.
1: Oh no, they're not. They're not. They're just little gripes. I had that I, I think, I think things like that are always worth, worth mentioning. Cause. Oh yeah. But, um, yeah, again, again, with the playing with the perspective thing, uh, do you remember? Have you watched all the playthrough?
0: Uh, yes.
1: Do you remember the part where they get to the
0: spoilers? Out- by the way, for anybody watching that hasn't played, uh, Little Nightmares.
1: Yeah, they've had enough time.
0: <laughs> yeah, fuck it. It's been out for a few years.
1: Um, where you get to the, you sort of get to the outside of of the moor of of this big, of this big like floating resort that you're on um and you're you're climbing up to like an an upper deck of it and the camera just pans out and you see the huge scale of this thing and how tiny you are and the passengers boarding from the ship onto the thing it's just such an amazing shot yeah and then i (laughs) and then i promptly um jump
0: you jumped off didn't you
1: accidentally i just fell off (laughs) And then this 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 big grand amazing shot happened again, and I was just like holding up on the thing, like, yeah, this was fun the first time.
0: <laughs> this was fun the first time. Now it's now, but that's your own fault. That's nobody else's fault.
1: That's my own fault. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't paying attention as much once I got to the top. Um, but I feel like there are there are some parts in the game that are like that where you can't quite tell where your character's gonna move based on the perspective and based on what you're going to be doing with the analogue stick, you know, because the sweeping camera and stuff like that. Again, my fault, but...
0: Did you play this on PC or did you play this on your Switch?
1: PC. PC. I was going to get it on Switch, and then I heard um, that the loading times were a nightmare. A little nightmare.
0: That's a shame. I'm not overly surprised because there's an awful lot to each of the areas. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and it is one of those titles where I would probably play it on the PC anyway. <laughs> um,
1: well, I, I thought there wasn't, you know, you know, going into it, I thought it was going to be a sort of like limbo inside sort of thing. I, I literally thought it was a 2D platformer, but obviously yeah. it's not. They're at the little 3D, almost little 3D dioramas like Luigi's Mansion.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's that sort of game which we should focus on for our, our scary Game Boys or whatever we're going to call it. Absolutely, scary video games, no chill. <laughs> that is definitely what we're calling it. That
1: is definitely what we're calling it. We just need to find a way to um, to, to, to stream remotely, remotely on Twitch.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can. I think I've. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about
1: this. Afterwards. We'll talk about this.
0: We'll talk about this afterwards, but I think I've got a way. Okay. Um, we just need to figure out, you know, times st- to. Screw you, Steam, stop updating. Why are you even open on here? <laughs> <laughs> um, Have you yeah. been playing we'll- anything else? Um, not really. Uh, I've been doing my daily hour or two of Animal Crossing. Um, let's see what I've played recently. Oh, I know what I can talk about. I finally, because it uh, was on sale in the Steam sale, and that's, that's, you know, I wasn't planning on waiting until a Steam sale. It just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, finally picked up Doom Eternal.
1: Ooh, how is it?
0: Started off Doom Eternal. Uh, I've played probably two hours, and I've loved every single second of it. Um, it's a little bit difficult. Because I think I chose the higher difficulty, but I don't care because it's amazing and I'm running around with the shotgun shooting things.
1: I've heard it's a lot more difficult than Doom 2016.
0: Apparently. Uh, and I'm only on the second level-ish, if there are levels in this, I'm not sure, but I don't care because there are, there are new bad guys and there are new... You know, it's set on Earth, which is weird, which I wasn't expecting, but, you know... Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's Doom. It's more Doom. It's more running around with Mick Gordon, doing an amazing soundtrack behind it, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, it's one of those games where I can just pump the volume up, and just lose myself for 45 minutes at a time, just running around shooting demons. I, uh, I
1: absolutely need to finish Doom 2016, don't I?
0: Yeah, because uh, Doom Doom 2016 was great up until about three quarters of the way through, and it just, you know, it was just, you know, a steady seven all the way through and then it got to about three quarters of the way through and then at that like, shot it up to a nine and it was just oh and then it got even better so it, it you get to a point where something happens and I'm not going to say what happens because you know doom story what um, but yeah something happens and you're just sort of like oh this is awesome <laughs> and then something else happens you're like oh
1: it's definitely one i need to finish definitely one i need to finish
0: oh yeah definitely
1: um how how is it and i'm not sure if this is an issue that needs to be solved but i remember in in the first well in 2016 it it had like it had you sort of exploring and then it locked you into a combat scenario and it was like these are the shooty shooty parts and then you you know it was it was intense for like ten minutes, and then the enemies.
0: Uh, it all... gets less to that towards the end of Doom twenty sixteen, definitely. Um, where it is much more a case of, okay, now you're exploring and killing things at the same time. Okay. Um, and you have to kill things at the same time as you're exploring because otherwise you were going to die. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's 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 definitely circumstances where I mean the opening. The, the, the one issue I had with it was the opening where it was like, hey this is how you kill things, and I'm like I know, this is doom, just let me kill things <laughs> and it's like, nope, you're not going to be able to continue until you've done one of these special fabulous kills, and I'm like, but his brains are on the wall ah, <laughs> uh, but he's still glowing, you need to do your knife thing and it's like, yeah, I know I've got a knife but please just let me shoot the fucker
1: Yeah, I know exactly but, what you mean
0: but after, after, you know, that there are, I think, there's a story going on, but I've not really paid much attention to it because no. it's Doom and I don't care. All I want, all I want, is for that bit at the end of Doom 2016. I want it, I want it, I want to find it, and I want to go to town.
1: I'll have to, I'll have to finish that to, uh, to know exactly what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I would spoil it, but I know that you're, you're playing through it, so yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: I've played one more thing, um, oh. and that was a demo for this uh, early access game called Neon Tail, and it Ooh. was um.
0: Tell me more. Tell me more. Does it, she drive like a car?
1: <laughs> she she drives roller roller skates. It's essentially trying to be Jet Set Radio, but also trying to be its own thing, kind of. Um, and it. Um, it
0: this looks like roller roller skatey waifu waifu simulator
1: yeah that was that was what i was going to bring up like there are a few like the character models and definitely the, the animations and the jiggle physics like i don't think i don't think anatomy works uh like that so i only picked up the demo and i don't i can't tell whether the demo is the latest early access build, like I don't know if the key. It... It's
0: not. It starts early. Oh no! It's, it is in early access. So yeah, it will be. Sorry, I'm on the main website now, and it says starts early access in September, and mm. I missed the point where it said 2019 September.
1: Yeah, I just, I just don't know whether, I don't know whether because it, I've not bought the game yet, and there are there are a couple of glaring issues, just like just to the. You know the the usual early access stuff like performance, like frame drops and things like that. Um, bear in mind, I was streaming while I was playing, so that that added a bit more uh, yeah intensity to it. But it it was it was promising. You know, it um the world was was sort of interesting and and pulling off tricks and finding finding sort of new areas like secret areas was was fun, it was rewarding. Except there were no rewards. You know, there's a there's a few things I'd like to see before I made the purchase of the full game.
0: Yeah. I mean I'm looking at I'm looking at a couple of gifs and a couple of screenshots and I jumped into the trailer there for a moment. Mm-hmm. Um it looks like a very uh very anime inspired aggressive inline skating did you play aggressive inline skating on the playstation 2
1: i did not know
0: okay well think tony hawks but uh with skates
1: mm-hmm. um well it's it's, it's it's it is essentially jet set radio
0: yeah um but it also reminds me a lot of uh and i never played this i just saw the trailer um sunset overdrive
1: uh yes Yeah. Just
0: in terms of the the style and the Mm colours, you know, if it's still in early access, then I imagine that there's, you know, it's probably worth just dropping them your feedback and just being like, hey, so I played through this, and this is what I think.
1: There is. I did write an impressions on samuelcandy.co.uk link down there. I uh, tried to get in touch with the developers over email, but did not hear anything. Um, So.
0: Okay, uh, you go. To, uh, there's a on the, there's a section on the website which is um, press kit.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I went there. I, I found the email, I emailed them, and stuff, and, and got nothing. So,
0: but yeah, I mean, you know, feedback is always good. Yeah, and yeah, maybe that's maybe this is the week where we start, you know, actually properly promoting this shit that we're talking about, and you know, we can say, hey, we start talking about neon tiger uh neon tiger no neon, neon tail. Bi- no neon neon Bible's an arcade fire album uh, <laughs> neon neon tail is it oh
1: stop, stop
0: what's, what's neon tiger is that a killer's song I have no idea uh, neon tiger is a killer's song, cool, so I went to music and then, yeah, um. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it looks fun.
1: Yeah. How does it play?
0: Is it tight? Is it
1: Again, it's it's not it's not tight yet. Um jumping, I put I put I put in my little impressions article that jumping felt like I had the moon moon jump cheat on. Okay, so <laughs> Every the jumping floaty. You don't lock onto rails um when you are grinding. I think so. I think there's um well you do you do lock on if you if you hit it, you know, and you are grinding. But I mean you have to be it, it seemed like you have to be pretty pixel perfect. And maybe having a grind button or something to just say, look, I'm 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 trying to hit that over there might have been better. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Cool. Uh shall we take a break? Let's take There's a break. Like a package.
1: First, first, shall we uh, have a word from our sponsors? Ah, I see. While Dan's not here, um, this episode of Video Games and Chill is, is sponsored by uh, a packet of antibacterial wipes that have been left out in the rain.
0: Welcome back to Video Games and Chill. This episode is sponsored by Daniel's Mint Imperials. They are the Mint Imperials that Daniel has on his desk. Um, So, uh, sorry about having to nip away there briefly. I uh, had a package that arrived, which, you know, as per usual, if you're doing something, a package will arrive. If you're not doing anything, it'll wait until the
1: end of the fucking day. Um, I I did a sponsorship while you were gone, you know. Um, uh, apparently so. I didn't see it, but I will. I will. It was these you know. these antibacterial uh, all-purpose cleaning wipes that have been left out in the rain. Oh wow, <laughs>
0: that's that's pretty good. Uh, so uh, on that bombshell, should we move on to some more bombshells in the news?
1: Let's do it. Um, the first one i i've 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 put in the document and i kind of just want to sort of mention it here Um, i
0: i suggested we take this out because i feel like it's a bit out of date and i'm not sure what sort of we can bring to this but continue
1: no i think i think it's still going on there's just lots and lots of like abuse misconduct allegations from like higher-ups in in a lot of a lot of huge companies um within media outlets, uh, within the Smash Bros. community. I don't want to talk about it too much because I'm not really well-versed on on things and I wouldn't like to uh, to call out particular people. Um, I wouldn't like to sort of name names, but it's something that's happening in the industry. Um, and the thing it's... is,
0: it's not just happening in this industry, it's happening in multiple industries. Um, and this is a sort of an extension for, of the Me Too movement. Um, where a lot of these people have been using the hashtag MeToo. Um, but the worrying thing that I would sug- uh, that I would say is is concerning um, is that I very much feel like this is the calm before the storm. You know, fair enough, there's a lot of people coming out and saying, hey, the higher-ups at Twitch are very abusive. Hey, there are a couple of streamers that have come out and said, yeah, I used my position of power to you know solicit young people hmm.
1: um i mean i mean evo was cancelled because of it um evo
0: and... was cancelled because because of both this and also the coronavirus situation
1: yeah uh, but the the, C, the ceo i think has stepped down
0: yeah um, um again i i very much feel like this is the calm before the storm i hmm. i feel like by the end of the year not only in this industry but across multiple other industries there is going to be hell from above just raining down and I'm not looking forward to it because of the people that could be caught up in it so mm. far the people that I tend to follow on the YouTubes and the and the other places have been you know but they're they're pretty I, I can't they're, they're the sort of people that I can't see it. Ever being a situation with anyway, but you know some of the people, some of the ones that have come out this week or over the last couple of weeks have been ones that I would have said that about
1: anyway. And and not but... just you, even you know they've got fan bases, they've got they've got yeah. people who'll obviously be disappointed in them. And um, I don't know. I think I I think we we're, we're coming into this industry. You know, I'm 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 sort of trying to make it writing articles and making videos and stuff. Just, just sort of, it, it's, it's, a, it's a weird time to be as, as new at this as we are, I think.
0: Especially as to late twenties, early thirties, white males,
1: straight white males. Yeah.
0: I didn't want to say straight white males cause I don't want to assume, but yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... We, we've, we've got it, we've got it so easy and, um,
0: well yeah i mean a lot of this doesn't come down to the fact that you know it the the thing which gets me about it is the the people that have come out and and admitted to sort of using their using their their their, their online credibility and their online status to sort of take advantage of the people that are following them Mm-hmm. And that, uh, that watch them and that give them their support.
1: Take advantage, manipulate.
0: Yeah, it's... and honestly, it's not something that I would ever have thought of to do or consider. You know, Reggie, if you want to send me nudes, feel free. But I mean, I'll, I'll probably take a look and be like, "Yep, that is that is one glorious penis," and then just put it aside for a rainy day.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But. I don't know. It, it's, I, 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 much like with most things at the moment. I get the feeling it's going to get worse before it gets better.
1: Yeah, the thing, the thing I think is that it's, it's just, it's the start of a, of a part of a, of a global conversation. I think. Um,
0: it's not though. It's not. It's the. It's the middle. I don't even think it's a middle. I think it's sort of like the opening. The opening section it's all or- the conversation has already started the conversation is ongoing mm-hmm. it's just not going quick enough
1: but it's but it's going and that's it is that's and unfortunately a good
0: thing. there's also there's also the flip side of things where there are people that are being falsely accused mm-hmm. and this is this is what this is why it's important that we don't jump to conclusions and we don't jump to anybody that is accused of doing this just immediately going ah no 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 ah you're a bad person because this person mm-hmm. said that you did this
1: mm-hmm. i think you know, i think especially on twitter there's a lot there's a lot of it on both sides where um people will be jumping to people's defense when they they don't really know the ins and outs of the story people will also be um be jumping to attack those people when we don't know yep. the ins and outs of the story um, like the the pro Jared thing again. <laughs> not to try and name names, but um, I'm I'm pretty sure he was acquitted of of most things he was suspected of. And
0: I mean, there were an awful lot of things that he did do that he did admit to. Mm-hmm. But then there were also things that he was accused of that it, it it's come out that no, he wasn't that bad and i remember that there were at least there was at least a week and a half or so where the the entire pro jared subreddit was just constantly on r slash all because you know it was just uh, an echo chamber of abuse and toxicity towards this content creator that fair enough he did some pretty shitty things but you know there were also a lot of shitty things that he was accused of that he didn't do mm-hmm and you know that's the same with you know the 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 big one at the moment is obviously um Johnny Depp where yes. he's currently uh, as of as of recording currently in a, a tribunal with the sun in the UK uh because he's uh accusing them of libel because they've posted they posted they uh printed because ye old media um they printed that he was an abusive husband towards his 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 now ex-wife. I think Amber Heard. Think so yeah, and it, it you know it's come out that no, he wasn't the abusive one. She was, mm-hmm. and he's got all of this evidence that proves that you know she was the abusive one and not him. Which, which I'm glad for him. I really am. Um I hope it's it stays that way and it doesn't now come out that, you know, yeah, okay, fair enough, he did do X, Y and Z, but it's a case of, there were a lot of people at the time when it came out, calling for him to be removed from the second uh, Fantastic Beasts movie There's... which, by the way, he was probably the best part of that movie and that w- that was a fantastic movie um,
1: Well, that's that's something we definitely disagree on <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Uh, you're wrong, but fair enough. Um, it's. I would just urge everybody to take everything they hear with a pinch of salt. Yeah, and absolutely, and don't believe anything you read on the internet until it is confirmed either with evidence or with admissions of guilt, or you know whatever.
1: Yeah, I think I think yeah, we should. I think we should listen to. Listen to victims, obviously. Um, yeah. But I don't think we should. I don't think we should start a witch hunt, which, unfortunately, that's what these things often turn out to be.
0: Yeah, yeah, but but then you've got the you, you've got the flip side of if you know twenty or so people come out and say the same thing about the same person, yes. then you're sort of able to be like, well, they can't all be lying about this.
1: Yeah. No. Exactly.
0: I don't know, it's it's a complicated one and you know, I I I don't like the fact that it's a part of this industry, but unfortunately it is.
1: Mm -hmm. Should we we move on to some more positive stuff?
0: I mean, we can move on to some slight I mean, it's weird that we're moving on to EA Play and that's the more positive side of things. I know, EA Play
1: Uh, was was, was good, wasn't it? I didn't watch it myself, (laughs)
0: but... I didn't watch it either. Uh, Did I? No, I didn't. Um, Yeah, EA Play happened on the 18th of June, which is how long ago that we've not recorded. I didn't realise it was that long. Uh, Before EA Play happened, they announced uh, Star Wars Squadrons, which if they'd have announced it at EA Play, I'd have been like, yeah, EA Play was pretty good. But they announced it beforehand. Did they? Much like Ubisoft have done today. Um, but so Star Wars Squadrons is going to be a thirty-dollar title, single-player, multiplayer, no microtransactions.
1: Yeah, you did a, be... did a big old patting themselves on the back there, didn't they? They got up on the high horse and they were like, "What? What was the line that I, s- I said to you in the trailer?" Because I watched it just before. Um... Recording this, and it was something uh, like you can earn, cuss- earn
0: everything to upgrade your upgrade your fighter yeah. in
1: game. Yeah, it was like e- earn everything just by playing. Like, yes, like how games have been from.
0: I, I I hate to say this, but isn't that also what they said with Battlefield Two, uh, Battlefront Two? You can uh, you can earn everything in game just by playing the game.
1: They just want to give but you a you- sense of pride and well, accomplishment. I-
0: yeah, you'd have to spend four hundred years playing the game to earn one of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Ridiculous. I don't know.
1: It looks good. It looks like another
0: star, another decent Star Wars title, which EA seem to be. Uh, I get the feeling that there is an awful lot of pressure on EA from Disney because uh, their contract
1: will be up soon, surely. Uh,
0: they had a ten-year contract, and that was about four years ago. So possibly soon. Okay. Um, but. Yeah, I think I think after the Battlefront uh cock up, Disney just turned up and went, Guys, what fuck are you doing?
1: Yeah. The mouse uh, himself turned up.
0: Yeah, because uh Jedi Fallen Order was fantastic, no microtransactions. Um Battlefront two is now actually a pretty decent game with minimal microtransactions. I don't know, I've not spent any money on Battlefront Two. Um Seems like Squadrons is going to be pretty okay. Uh, The Old Republic seems to be doing better. And I think Disney just essentially came in and just went guys you see this clause here that we put in this contract? See this big one here that we highlighted in the big red fucking, you know, highlighter? Mm -hmm. Fucking do it or we'll pull.
1: Yeah, I can imagine something like that happened.
0: You know the mouse the, the, the mouse house does not deal with failure. Mm-hmm. Just look at John Carter. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, and also we've got Lego Star Wars coming soon, which I'm so looking forward to. Mm-hmm. But That's uh, neither here nor there.
1: The complete complete saga.
0: The complete complete Skywalker sort so of so- 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 which isn't it... just a, which isn't just a remaster, it's a bit full ground up remake. Which we've so far seen no no gameplay from.
1: Yeah, I don't think we have. Wasn't I don't know. Wasn't one the... of the guys
0: I went to uni with is actually working on it, so
1: Oh is he? Yeah. Because oh, he fantastic.
0: works for um it's not Telltale, it's the other one.
1: Traveler's Tales.
0: Traveler's Tales. Does he work for Travelers Tales? He does. He's been working on Lego games. Mm hmm. Uh so I'm looking forward to that. Um another the the second major thing that came out of EA Play was of course
1: Skate. Gate. Skate. Gate. What? Gate. Skate. Gate. S- skate.
0: So yeah, Tony Hawk's Pro Skate HD remaster 1 and 2 has been announced and of course they announced Skate 4.
1: Yep. And they they didn't really um, show anything other than the fact that they were working on it, right?
0: I uh, don't know if they did. Then I imagine it was probably just four uh, K renderings of Skate Three, yeah. because I get I get the feeling this was them going, oh shit, skateboarding's a thing again. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Skate Four, go.
1: And also, apparently, comments because they made a um, they made a comment on the on the uh, what's it called on the reveal uh apparently comment sections whatever ea put out all the comments were just like okay but where's skate and apparently
0: to be fair fair, it's been like that with uh with with game freak and nintendo where every nintendo direct they're like yeah but pokemon snap 2 when
1: yeah yeah and And that's
0: never gonna happen
1: no it's never gonna happen
0: never gonna happen
1: if it didn't you know what, if it didn't happen on the Wii and especially on the Wii U, it's never gonna happen now, is it?
0: Definitely not. Uh have you got anything else more you wanna say about EA Play? No. Anything more about Skate 4?
1: No, it's happening.
0: Okay. <laughs> Shall we move away from EA Play then to just what new game announcements have happened?
1: Yeah, and the next one we've got on the list is the one that really excites me. Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time.
0: Super Smash Bandicoot a boot tomb. <laughs> Oh, I'm
1: so excited! What do you think?
0: I thought the trailer was hilarious. Yeah,
1: uh, the the cheeky little line at the end. How many times will beaten this guy? Three? Seems like more.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's it's an interesting one because when the when the when the Crash remasters came out, it sort of highlighted a lot of problems that the original Smash, uh, Crash games had because the controls were not that tight because it was a PlayStation game and they didn't need to be and i wonder if this is going to start if crash 4 is going to suffer from the ukulele uh effect where <laughs> it's going to be the same controls and the same essentially a similar game engine and it's just going to fall flat on its face because i feel like it's, it's i feel impressive. like in a
1: certain way it's damned if you changed it damned if you don't
0: Yep, there are going to be people that complain if it changes too much, and there are going to be people that, that complain if it doesn't change at all. But it's the balancing act, and it's a game that people have wanted for a for a while now. So,
1: I've just realised, um, I've just changed what we've did, <laughs> what we're discussing to the news. Okay, it's been what we've been playing for a, for a while.
0: Oh, okay, right down below.
1: Yep, down below, down there.
0: That's fine. We'll edit in post.
1: Yeah, we won't. That's <laughs> fine. Um, I I I think to me, to you. So the to me to you, I think the original. Um, I think the Insane Trilogy, the controls were kind of stiff, and and. But it, the levels were sort of designed around that, and I think. It worked well enough um, for what it was, you know. You don't you don't have sort of the Mario sixty four sort of slipping and sliding everywhere and, and long jumps and all this that and the other. Um, Crash Bandicoot time. I'm just looking at you editing the document as we speak.
0: <laughs> you really shouldn't.
1: I know I shouldn't. Um, um... Yeah. No. And and honestly. For me, I think those games play fine. And if it's just more, if it's essentially just more levels with that, that would be fine for me. But what they have included is these new um, mask powers with stuff like changing gravity and things like that, which is interesting. Oh,
0: it's Crash Bandicoot Majora's Mask.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, Crash Bandicoot's always been a little bit Majora's Mask, hasn't it?
0: very true i mean regardless of what they do it's going to sell a million copies it's going to sell probably more than a million copies yeah it's going to it's
1: going to sell well
0: you know it's it's not we should make it clear it's not um naughty dog doing it it's the guys that did the remaster
1: it's not it's not it's not vicarious visions did the remaster this is toys for bob who did the Spyro oh, right. remaster. Which is, oh,
0: right, that's where I'm getting confused. Which is, why, okay.
1: which is why they haven't kept the art style from the N. trilogy.
0: So is Vicarious Visions going to work on a new Spyro game?
1: No, Vicarious Visions are doing Tony Hawk. Will you shut up? I'm
0: trying to make a joke.
1: <laughs> no, no, I, I won't, Vicarious Dan. Vicarious. We care about the facts here.
0: Yeah, well, the fact is you're an arsehole. Well, yeah. Are we done with Crash?
1: Uh yeah, I think so.
0: Awesome, so we can get out of the wreckage and move on to the next title. <laughs> um holy shit, it's a new Pokemon Snap game. Oh, oh who my saw that God. Game? Nobody saw this coming. Nobody Everybody saw is- it coming absolutely
1: <sighs> just just to sort of like bring some negativity if it then we can get onto the positive stuff. I can't believe that they they introduced Pokemon Snap just out of nowhere. they were like, Yeah, this is coming. Then they were like, but we've got a super mainline announcement for next week. And it was like, what's this going to be? Is it going to be like Sinnoh jo- uh, remakes? Is it, it going to be Let's Go Johto?
0: Are they releasing a HD remaster of Pokemon Snap or for Pokemon Snap?
1: And, and then, no. And then it was just... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pokemon Dota. Yep. That actually really hurt because there is actually a bullet in there. Is there?
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a great idea then, wasn't it? I didn't realize it was loaded. You played it off well, you know.
0: Uh, I need to put it back in. That's a that's a, a a hangover from my college days where we bought Nerf guns one day and just shot each other across the classroom for a day and a half. <laughs>
1: But yeah, let's let's just leave Pokemon Dota aside because no one's happy with it. No one's happy with the fact that they're working with ten cent games. Let's just leave it there. And, and... Oh, so
0: it's not? Uh, I yeah, of course it's not Pokemon Dota. I forgot to change that. It's Pokemon League of Legends. Yeah, they're the same fucking game.
1: <clears throat>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't realize that. Uh, so many of you cared about Dota and League of Legends. Go find a decent. Esports title to put back, like you know, Smash or Counter Strike or Starcraft. Something with actual skill rather than. I click it. Anyway. Moving on. Uh, Pokemon Snap. Did you see the Pidgeot catch the Magic Carp?
1: Oh, I did. Oh, I did. If
0: there's anything that the anime has taught me, it's that that Pidgeot is gonna have a broken beak very soon.
1: <laughs> what about? What about the just, just that, just that reveal, where there was like the shot of the island, and then there was like someone going forward, and then, and then there was like a camera reticle, and it was like, no, and then there was a Pikachu running towards an apple, and it was like, no, and then they took a photo of the Pikachu, and it was like, yes, it's happening. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I'm. I am all over this. I know I've shat on Pokemon quite a lot today, but honestly, this is just—and you guarantee that this game is going to have all of the Pokemon in it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, de- it's definitely not. It's definitely not. But you know, the animations—the animations look fantastic. Yeah yeah it's it's
0: almost as if you know they spent a lot of time working on the animations
1: I'm I'm just reading so... about reading what I've written on it and and that was it squirtle riding on the back of a lapras <laughs> just just but great But that's something that
0: happened with the original pokemon Snap. Yeah and it was great and the thing is with this pokemon snap it says new pokemon snap so I'm not sure if it's just going to be a ground-up remake of the original, or if they're just if they're just going to go all out and expand upon it and just have,
1: I think it's all out because there are so many new Pokemon we've seen in it. I d- I think if it is a remake, it's it's the it's the loosest term of a of a remake. Yeah. I think this is a sort of reboot. I think this is new Super Mario Bros. Mm. And I'm here for it. It looks great. We yep. didn't we didn't see much of it. It, it. There's no there's no release window or anything. It's just in development under con- under construction. That's what they said. But I'm looking yep. forward to seeing what a Pokemon Snap game looks like in 2020 or 2021
0: or 2022. Who cares? I've waited 20 years for this. I don't care.
1: Yeah, I'll wait a little bit longer if it's good.
0: I'll wait a little longer if it's shit. I'll just shit all over it when it turns up. I'll... Because by that point, by that point, I'll be like, "Don't buy, don't buy Pokemon games ever. Don't <laughs> buy them. They're awful.
1: They got rid of the A button. You can't click on any A button." Ah. You'll be, you'll be there going, "It's episode one hundred. I'm still playing Pokemon Shield. I still, oh, Sword." I still hate it.
0: <laughs> Maybe we must a frame.
1: <sighs>
0: yeah. So, Pokemon Snap. Uh, there were a couple of other things announced in that Pokemon announcement. There was Pokemon Smile, uh, which is an iPhone app that will help kids brush their teeth. Uh, and there was Pokemon Cafe, which is a dating simulator.
1: I have no idea. A-
0: it's a, it's a puzzle game based in a cafe, but yeah. my first thought was, Oh, Pokemon Dating Simulator. Cool. Where's my low punny
1: at? <laughs> All about Gardevoir.
0: No. I'm just gonna move on because there are so many things that I could say about that, but let's move uh, on
1: to, to super hot mind control delete.
0: Yes, that was announced two or three days ago and is out. Today.
1: No, it's out on the sixteenth.
0: Oh well the reviews have started going out today.
1: It could be it could be today, you know, if if I get it out on Thursday.
0: Um, yeah, so more Super Hot, fine with me.
1: Yeah, apparently they've um expanded the levels to be a bit more open, a bit more puzzly. Essentially what they're saying about it is that it was supposed to just be a free update to Super Hot. Um and they're keeping that promise to to owners of Super Hot. But over time it just grew and grew into its own project, into its own game. Um I think So
0: it's it's super hot, Breath of the Wild 2.
1: Yeah, I think so. You think that's what happened with Breath of the Wild 2? That is what happened with Breath of the Wild 2. Is it? Yeah, Breath of that
0: uh all of the stuff they, they started developing DLC, story DLC for Breath of the Wild. Um, and then it got to the point where they were just sort of like, okay, we've got far too much stuff here, why don't we just make a second game?
1: Oh, interesting. I did not know that.
0: That's kind of why... That's. I think that's why they're using the same world and the same game engine.
1: I've got, a, um, I've got an article coming out about things I want to see from Breath of the Wild 2. Look out for that.
0: It's going to be on this thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which says samuelcarmody.com, not visualergamesandchill.com.
1: It's stuck as it.
0: Go to samuelcarmody.com. <laughs> Give that person your your views. <laughs> uh, yeah. So more, more super hot is always good.
1: Yeah, they um, basically said like, basically said that there's more more ways to approach each level, which I'm always happy with. Said levels are bigger, more open, more matter. More meta. should be fun.
0: Love that game. It's uh, it's just like, oh, Fantastic,
1: I love when games go
0: weird. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I enjoy. Um, and speaking of games going weird, the it used to be weird and now it's not so weird. Uh, Far Cry Six was revealed, leaked, announced, whatever. Uh, with Giancarlo Esposito as the main bad guy, allegedly. Um, so, Giancarlo Esposito is the the chicken guy from Breaking Bad. He's also uh, the moth from uh, The Mandalorian, which I know you still haven't watched.
1: I have not. Still um, haven't watched Breaking Bad. I just haven't watched
0: anything. I I realized yesterday that I need to continue watching Breaking Bad. Um, great, fantastic. He does crazy really well. He does bad guy really really well. Um, there are rumors that and and I love the script. Have you seen the shot that's been released, which is I I believe is going to be the cover art of him of him standing there with his hands on a young child. Um,
1: maybe, maybe. I'll send it.
0: I'll send it to you now, because I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this image, um, because. Because. The, Far Cry
1: Six is a prequel.
0: Uh, potentially, yeah. Um, so I'll drop that to you. In there, drop that in. Fuck it. <sighs> <laughs> what
1: are you sending it on? Uh, Discord. Cool. So.
0: So look at that image. That's a great image. Mm-hmm. So the the, the rumours are, or the initial thing that people were saying is that the child is uh, the bad guy from Far Cry 3.
1: Yeah, which, vast. Uh,
0: which is vast. who was a fantastic bad guy. But what I love about this image is the fact that A, you've got Giancarlo Esposito who is one of the finest actors of his generation. But he's wearing a red shirt Okay. And you can see the collar of his red shirt, Mm -hmm. and it looks like horns on the child.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And I love that. I think that is spectacular. And I believe that's great. I think that's intentional. And nowhere on the internet have I seen people say anything about that.
1: I think you should put that as a hot take on Twitter right now before I steal the idea. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck the podcast.
0: No, I just look. Far Cry Five was all right. Mm-hmm. Far Cry Three was fantastic. Far, Far Cry Four took Far Cry Three and made it like. Oh, Pagan Min is just oh, oh, and the. Did, have you played much Far Cry? I can't remember. No, I know you watch. I know you watched me play uh, through Far Cry Three a bit. Yes, I did. You know, yeah. Um. Yeah, so so Far Cry Four, the the side characters, the 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 good guys, all of them were assholes.
1: Oh no, no, I know. Oh, in in a good way or a bad way?
0: In in a way that there were decisions you could make later on where I was just sort of like, "Well, I fucking hate this bitch, so fuck her." <laughs> Pagan Min was the most likable character in that entire damn game, and he was
1: supposed to be the big bad guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. The guy that just the, let you the, off the island if you just stayed there for 15 minutes. Yep. If you just waited for him, like he says, yep. like he tells you to.
0: And it's brilliant. Um, yeah. And there's an achievement for that. And it's it was the same in Far Cry 3, though.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I believe. And then Far Cry 5 was too... It came out at the wrong time. If Far Cry 5 had come out in a... Post Donald Trump or pre Donald Trump time, it would have been a lot better than it was. I've heard people were like, "Oh no, this is very political. This is very much."
1: And then I've heard people on um, so I've been listening to kind of funny games cast and kind of funny games daily a lot lately, and I've heard them discussing Far Cry Five, and um, a couple of them said the same thing, where basically. there was too much going on all the time where explore realistic well it's they, they said that driving from mission to mission and exploring the map was never fun just because there was always like groups of people who were gonna
0: I never got I, I got in a car once and then I just decided okay fine I'm not gonna get in a car I'm just gonna I'm just gonna Run around with my guns,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and the number of times I ran out of ammo because, you know, there were just too many people. There were you're right. There's too much going on. It wasn't the nice little, you know, wasn't like Far Cry Three or Four where, okay, there were little areas with checkpoints and stuff that you had to avoid. And even Far Cry Two had that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It was a case of didn't matter where you were going, they there were all always the people trying to see you and be like, ah, he's an arsehole, shoot him! (laughs) And I hope Far Cry 6 goes back to just...
1: Yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be nice. And, and you know, it might actually be a Far Cry Cry game I pick up and play.
0: Yeah. If they keep the shooting mechanics as they are, and allow... If I can sit on a hill and snipe some guys, and then take over their compound without them even knowing I was there, I'll be happy.
1: Mm -hmm. Moving on the last item on the list on. which feeds uh, nicely into our little discussion
2: uh yeah yes
1: go on
0: so, oh yeah um there's uh there's a lot of talk at the moment about games for the next generation mm-hmm. and the fact that it seems like the price is going to jump up again by it Another ten dollars or ten pounds in the UK because apparently we get shafted every time there's a price increase. Uh, this is a combination of you know increased development time and the number of people that are going to be working on it. So development costs have gone up. Um, so much so that NBA Two K Twenty One, they have launched their pre-orders, and they are charging $10 extra for the next-gen consoles. Um, this is something that uh, Microsoft don't want dev- developers to do, which they have stated. Uh, with smart delivery, they don't want developers to charge for the upgrade to the next-gen console. Um, the way around this, which NBA Two K Twenty One have done, is that they are charging one price for the current gen and one price for the next gen. Uh, so it looks like they're not going to utilise Microsoft Smart Delivery on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have mixed opinions on this, uh, and I know that the, you know, the console manufacturers, both Microsoft and Sony, have got their own. Thoughts on this as well. Like I say, Microsoft don't want developers to charge for smart delivery, and Sony have explicitly told developers all games that are released from the Sony press conference a few months ago have to be forwards compatible with the PlayStation Five.
1: Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean great. that you I'm... get the PlayStation Five version.
0: No. Uh... It's, Whereas it's where
1: interesting... smart delivery is all about um, you buy you buy Halo Infinite for Xbox One, you've got the upgraded better version for Xbox Series X, in the same way that if you bought a game for PC, and then you upgraded your PC, you don't have to buy the game again.
0: Yep. Um, Cyberpunk, uh, CD Projekt Red have said that Cyberpunk 2077, if you buy the standard edition for whatever console is currently out, you won't have to pay for the upgrade um which it will be an upgrade and so the the main thing about this i'm i'm torn in a few ways because okay fair enough development costs have increased <laughs> everybody can tell that um in, in fact uh and you've got inflation where if you were to scale game prices with inflation then you know things would be expensive, but not everything goes up in price from line with inflation. Um, Well, what? The the problem which I have is the fact that okay, fair enough, development costs have gone up. But also, sales numbers have gone up. So, fair Mm. enough, it costs more to develop, but you're also selling more copies. And with the increased uh, the increasing focus on cross-play, which, by the way, we didn't mention Star Wars Groker and his crossplay. Um, with the increased focus on crossplay, that's only going to increase. You know, people being able to play with whoever they want on whatever console they want means that they will s- sales will increase. Fair enough, you'll lose out on a couple of multiple sales where people would buy it on multiple consoles, but the people that are able to buy on multiple consoles are lower than those that would buy the game if it were cross-compatible.
1: If a kid, um, if a kid's parents bought them a PlayStation Five, and all the friends had an Xbox Series X, you know, in previous generations that would have been a huge problem, and the kid had had been begging them to shell out another few hundred pounds dollars on the other console. Yeah. So
0: uh, an increase of ten dollars takes it up to seventy dollars a title. That. That's a lot of money. I I thought the increase to sixty dollars a title was a lot of money.
1: When did that increase uh, happen? Was it
0: that happened halfway through the PlayStation Three?
1: Yeah, it was about ten years ago now, right?
0: Yeah, yeah I I think it was halfway through PlayStation Three. It might have been, been at the beginning of PlayStation Three. Mm-hmm. And again, I understand it. You know, development costs have increased, but the 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 issue which I have with the NBA stuff in particular. Is the fact that okay? Fair enough. They're charging ten dollars extra. So let's let's say let, let's just put a blanket over it. Let's say sports titles in general uh, are now going to charge ten dollars extra, ten pounds extra. So I'm going to be spending seventy quid on a new FIFA game.
1: Six Great. sixty quid. They're usually fifty quid now, aren't they? Nope, fifty nine ninety nine. No stop. Yep. Yeah. I thought they were forty nine ninety nine.
0: Oh, that's what I... that's. That's why I subscribe to Origin because I, I, I pay ninety pound a year, and I get every every EA title release without paying any more.
1: That's interesting. I thought I thought it was sixty dollars fifty quid because like N- Nintendo charge fifty quid. Yes, that's uh, interesting.
0: Occasionally it drops in price, but uh, just I'm just I'm double checking my. Uh, I'm double-checking my... my uh... <laughs> oh, well, at the moment, you can get it for twelve ninety nine on PC. But I think that's just G2A. Uh... I do not condone G2A. Do not buy from them. Am I on FIFA 20 or 21? No, it is 20. Um... So... It's a... Uh... I uh but the, the the thing is okay fair enough i i pay even if it is 60 quid okay so 50 quid now 60 quid later mm-hmm. the main point the main part of fifa at the moment is their ultimate team game mode which you know is riddled with microtransactions their most, the ea and their most profitable part of any of of their entire business is ultimate team it generates billions and billions of dollars, mm-hmm. um, and it's just oh, that's why because it's seventy five percent off at the moment, oh. um, and it's just it's. I agree with the price increase, if a title does not have mic- microtransactions.
1: Yeah, that's that's a that's a great point. I would happily pay an extra ten pound for games. First of all, if I feel like the game is worth it, and second of all, if I'm not being nickel and dimed all the way through, yeah, so it's it's even even if I'm being nickel and dimed slightly, even if it's just cosmetic, because that that argument used to hold water for me, and now I'm like, well, there've been cosmetic upgrades in in games for years and years that, that you know the nice little bonuses to unlock. They shouldn't be paid for. It's.
0: I understand cosmetic transactions, fine. But what I don't like is them th- shoving it in my face. Mm-hmm. First thing that I, the first thing that I see when I enter into a game shouldn't be a storefront. No. Um, the first thing that I see when I load into a game shouldn't be an advert for, and I. And I will pull. I'm, I'm going to pull uh, Bethesda on this straight away, because the the I almost quit Doom straight away and sold it and, and refunded it because the first thing I saw when I loaded up the game was "Hey, cosmetics over this way," and I was yeah, like, "The first okay, the... where's where's the options menu and where's where's the options menu? Where's my benchmarking tool and where's my start game?"
1: The first the first thing I saw when I booted up Doom 2016 recently was. Hey, do maternals out. Go and buy that, yep. and and like, I don't think there's any excuse for it, really, is there? It's literally putting advertisements in a in a. It's the I mean, in in a premium product.
0: Yeah, and Xbox Live used to do this, and I think Xbox Live still does this. I think they do. Yeah, um, it was one of the things that really irritated me about Xbox Live was I would pay for a gold membership. And then I'd still have in certain certain parts of the screen little adverts. Mm-hmm. I just like, yeah, they're just flee- they're just fleecing you for. But I, fair I... enough, you can ignore it. You can ignore it. You can not do it. But I don't like it when it's like, oh yeah. So you can go and buy this pack that would get you.
1: Even even Amazon Prime Video, um, it shows you adverts before. But you can now certain skip. episodes. You can skip them. But, but it's irritating. It's irritating. It's frustrating. There's a reason why Netflix's model is so popular, and it's because they have no adverts, even for their own stuff. And even when they do, it's it's really non-intrusive. Like, if you leave Netflix on the home screen, it'll just sort of cycle through a few of their shows. Fine. It's, it's essentially a screensaver at that point. When you finish a series, it says, you might like this series. Fine. But there's no... Advert that's being shoved in my face.
0: Okay, so FIFA Twenty One pre-order now fifty four ninety nine for the oh, standard okay. edition. Uh, for the Champions Edition, with whatever seventy quid. For the Ultimate Edition, eighty quid. And all, all of the these editions, <laughs> all of the bonus shit is just Ultimate Team shit. Yeah, it's I like you say. I don't mind price, prices going up. Nintendo prices from the Wii U to the Switch went up, mm-hmm. um, and everybody kicked off about that. Everybody was like, "Oh, well, no, you shouldn't be. Why are the why are the digital prices the same prices as the as the as the cartridge prices? Because it was the cartridge cost that was."
1: Don't give a fuck. And, um, that, and that and the argument there is that they don't want to undercut the places that are actually selling their games. That's a clear argument. The, yeah. the the argument against uh, that is that um, Donkey Kong tro- Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze was literally just ported to Switch, and they put ten dollars on the price.
0: Yeah, but it would have taken development time to port to Switch.
1: But you see my point though. It, okay.
0: It, yeah. Oh yeah, I get your point. But there's a there's a very distinct thing that I would like to bring up with Nintendo, which is. Uh how many times during Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze were you uh, encouraged to buy a loot box?
1: No, no, that's true. I know. Uh
0: how many times during Breath of the Wild were you encouraged to um to to, to buy a card pack to in- improve your weapons?
1: Yeah, in Super Mario Odyssey and uh, Luigi's Mansion. They they do advertise their DLC up front. They say there's new uh,
0: Yeah, but it's it's inobtrusive. It's you know, inobtrusive advertising. The they did the same for Pokemon. You know, for for all the shit I give Game Freak about Pokemon, their their DLC advertisement was just a little thing in the bottom right hand corner of the menu.
1: You see, for Luigi's Mansion Three, it was whenever I opened up the game, because um, I finished it after the DLC came out, a, a big pop up came up on on screen saying, "This is now available," Da-da-da-da-da. and there's a little tick box for "Don't show this again," but which is great. Yeah. And
0: but that's the thing with that is it's DLC. It's not microtransactions. Yeah. Yeah, it's an expansion. And and even microtransactions, I don't think they should be called microtransactions these days, because most of the ones for games like FIFA, they're not micro. You know, the smallest smallest pack on FIFA. Let's have a look. Smallest pack on FIFA. I think is about six dollars.
1: About four or five quid, something like that. Yep.
0: Uh, do, 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 do. That's probably the wrong place to go. I'd have. I think I'm probably going to have to load up. Um...
1: It's putting a digital trading card game inside a, a premium game that you're already paying plenty of money for.
0: Yeah. So you pay you pay sixty quid for the base game, and then you pay. Whatever for oh, I shouldn't be looking at packs, I should be looking at points.
1: Let's just say and this uh, is
0: this, even so, it's it's even it's currency in the game that if you don't, so 750 points is six pounds, six dollars 74 for origin and EA access subscribers. That's that's cheeky, that's that cheeky, cheeky because, because they get 10% off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's actually, uh, that's actually eight dollars. Mm-hmm. Um so that's one that's one gold pack for seven for for $8. Mm-hmm. $8 I could buy a game on Steam.
2: 8
0: yeah. for $8 I could buy Everon's Remains and have $3 left over to go and buy some Doritos mm-hmm. and Mountain Dew to get me through those 4 hours. Those are these are not microtransactions anymore. This is the point I'm trying to make. They're not microtransactions. They are macrotransactions. They are mm-hmm. full price games. Within full price games,
1: it's not fifty p here, a quid here. It's four or and five it's... quid here and there. Yeah. And which for, you, do, you do that ten for, times. Well,
0: yeah, for for quite a lot of games, it's not just cosmetic either. I mean, Assassin's Creed. I loved Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Played the death out of it. Mm-hmm. Still had a still had a load of microtransactions in that game where it was like, "Hey, you can do this and get this weapon," and I was like, "But that weapon looks like shit." Ah, oh, yeah, but it's got good stats. It's like, mm. no, it's I I agree with a price rise on the games that don't have much. If if you are charging for extra content within your game, yeah, you should not be allowed to change the price. But at the end of the day, who's there's no regulation on this.
1: No, and then Mike, and then Sony needs to be. Sony
0: could come out and go <clears throat> Okay, we're not gonna let you sell it for this price. Mm-hmm. And the games developers can go, Yeah, fuck it, we'll just put it on Steam
1: Taking uh taking the conversation just away from Max from transactions just for a minute. Um so if there is this increase of, of ten dollars, which no one has confirmed that they're adhering to. Um did you see Jason Schreier's tweet a, a couple of weeks ago now, a week or two ago now? That that said video games are too long. Uh no, but um It was it was one of those those um those purposefully like sort of inflammatory statements You know. What what it was it was clearly just there to, to get people going. But it does it does um bring up a, a an interesting question, whether whether games getting bigger and bigger and, and more this and more that, whether that is a good thing. You know, maybe if games are condensed a little bit and sold at less of a premium, you so- know, maybe we won't need the extra ten dollars on the price.
0: Okay, so this is a thing which was uh, which was brought up on the Co-Optional podcast a few times. Um, and for the average consumer, I can imagine for the average consumer that buys one, one of these six or seven g- open world games and plays that, mm-hmm. fair enough. They're getting value for money. For the people that are reviewing all of these games and are playing all of these games, yeah, I can see why they would think, oh yeah, far too long.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I do think there is an awful lot of bloat in games. There are an awful—I mean, we've already talked about this yeah. today, where there are a lot of titles where a lot of the, a lot of the the, the content is just busy work. Oh, but it, it's meant to make the world feel more, uh, more lived in. Yeah, okay, fair enough. It's still busy work.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: Um, you're right. I do. It's going to. It's going to reach a point where games go back to what they were. You know, at the moment, everybody's doing these open world. These they're they're trying to do a GTA Five where it's uh you know
1: they're trying to they're trying to make everything bigger and better.
0: Yeah. That, what they what they want to do is they want to make it a a, a service mm-hmm. rather than. You know, and I think so, I think uh, games uh, as a service, living, living, uh, game, games as a service rather than game as a game.
1: Yeah, I think the games as a service is a is a is a weird issue because like I think everyone was chasing after that post Destiny, and now I think we're sort of going away from that. I know there is a, there are examples like Marvel's Avengers and stuff that that are coming out, but I think they're fewer and f- further between than they were.
0: Mm oh, yeah, There's definitely people that people are moving away from it and I I the big one is Ubisoft and obviously Ubisoft have got their uh Ubisoft Forward panel mm-hmm. in four or five hours from when we're recording this. Um so it's going to be interesting to see what they are doing because they are very much the the proprietors of games as a service, you know. Mm-hmm. They want your they want you to be spending your time in Assassin's Creed, they want you to be spending your time in uh, Rainbow Six, in Ghost Recon, in mm-hmm. Firefright. Um with all the microtransactions that applies. And I I do feel like there are there are too many of these games in the world and that people are focusing more on, you know, making the world feel lived in than actually, you know, the story aspect of things mm-hmm. and and that's where the indie developers come in, because the indie developers are, are producing these short and sweet and tight titles that just are. Just
1: they're they're just yeah. perfect. And But even but even like developers like I think Sony and Nintendo were both great examples of this, um putting out really great single player stories where, you know, the gameplay and the narrative are the are the two primary uh, factors like god of war like the last of us part two like ghost of tsushima like luigi's mansion 3 like paper mario that's coming out next week um you know single player games (coughs) oh i'm getting a knock sorry i'll be one minute (laughs) Yeah, and there. <laughs> nice acting natural I mean you know
0: there's a couple of times now we've been interrupted so I just thought fuck it we'll just make it as shitty as possible That yeah, is my aim. why not, aim. <laughs> why
1: it's, what not?
0: it's what I'm going to do with the theme tune it's what I'm going to do <laughs> with the animation for the intro oh it's going to be amazing
1: oh. so uh, on the topic of next gen pricing Um Do you think that we're gonna have an increase in sort of tiered pricing? So right now we have we have indie games that sort of, that are smaller releases that sometimes go for like twelve pounds, sometimes twenty pound, but then we have clearly just triple A experiences that are right now fifty pound might increase to sixty. Last generation, was it um Team Ninja that did uh... Hellblade.
0: Uh General Sacrifice. Oh. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. And that was very much a sort of double A title, right? It
0: was. It was Ninja Theory, yeah.
1: Ninja Theory. That's what I was that's what I was thinking of.
0: Not Team Ninja, Team Not... Ninja did uh Devil May Cry, I think.
1: But um yeah. So that was very much a double A game. It it like it looked great it looked like a triple a game was it just a shorter experience or oh, i've not i've not quite i've not played it yet i know you've uh, gifted it to me
0: have um i would say it's an interactive experience
2: mm-hmm.
0: having played very little of it myself um i know that uh you have to play with headphones on because it's one of those weird things where shit is going down. Um, it's yeah, it's definitely a double A title. I would, I, I, I think it's probably going to be about eight or nine hours long.
1: So do you think uh, do you think we see more of that sort of thing going into next gen gen?
0: I, I think that sort of thing has always been there, and that sort of thing will always be there. Uh, what I do think we're going to to see a lot more of, and I hope we're going to see a lot more of. Um is like you say, tiered pricing. And yeah, when you said the, when you said that, what I thought you meant was tiered pricing for the same product no. rather than rather than ten dollars is an indie title, thirty dollars is a double A title, sixty dollars is a triple A title. What I thought you meant was the sort of like the current Call of Duty way of doing things where you get uh, Call of Duty Warzone, which is their um their Fortnite and yeah. uh PUBG ripoff. Uh is currently free. Mm-hmm. Um and then, you know, it's free because, you know, you get all the microtransactions and all that shit that goes with it. And then you can pay I think they've got a starter edition for Modern Warfare, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh which is the multiplayer only. And then you pay the full sixty dollars and you get all the bells and whistles, and free blowjob from, you know, whoever it is that runs Activision these days. Um, I don't think
1: Bobby we should Kotick. make those kind of jokes yeah. with the, uh, <laughs> with what's... with what's come forward recently.
0: It is Bobby Kotick. Uh... Yeah, CEO of, uh... CEO of Activision Blizzard. I'm surprised I do that. <laughs> um... Yeah, so, I, I think that's going to become more prevalent, uh, especially with titles that are yearly releases, like Mm -hmm. your Call of Duties, like your... like your FIFA's, fingers crossed.
1: Yeah, it won't happen.
0: Um, Not going to happen. I think that's the way it should go Mm -hmm. with your, you know, if, if there are heavy microtransactions, release the base game for free because you know full well that you are going to get shit, you know... Not everybody will buy mic will use microtransactions, I don't, but there are the so called whales that do, yeah. You know, your online streamers, and that... that's
1: and that's who that's who they're targeted at,
0: yeah. And so, if that happens, great, yeah, I'm more than happy to see you know prices of proper single player games going up. It's kind of a kind of a kick in the teeth, it's you know. 70 quid is a lot of money. That's a week shopping for a family of four. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Even 60 quid, because, like, we're bouncing. I think we are bouncing backwards and forwards between that 50 and 60 mark right now, aren't we?
0: um, And then, but the problem comes with the fact that it's not, okay, fair enough, the US dollars exchange rate to the UK is pretty shitty,
1: you know. But it shouldn't be a one-to-one A ten dollar increase shouldn't be a ten pound increase my,
0: my worry comes with things like uh, Australia mm-hmm. Where already It's 120 US uh, 120 Australian dollars for a game Which is a shit ton of money It's a lot of money that is, that is not equivalent to the exchange rate um, And if that goes up then You know there's going to be less sales
1: There's You're going to take a second it, mortgage they... out To get a new game
0: they need to hit a sweet point. point.
1: Mm-hmm. you know, one
0: hundred and twenty dollars. That's one hundred and twenty Australian dollars. That's half a half a month's worth of rent.
2: God, wow.
0: You know, seventy quid. That's, you know, I pay I pay two hundred quid a month for my rent. That's almost half my rent for mm-hmm. a game. You know, at at some point, but at, at some point, the consumers are going to have to vote with their wallet. Yeah, which they will. Yeah, and but... you will, the price will go up to a point where people can't afford it, and then they'll wonder why the sales are so poor, mm. or, or it will push people to only buy the games which they really want to buy, which will then increase the quality of games.
1: Hopefully, hopefully.
0: hopefully. In theory, he says, looking at the sales figures for Call of Duty and FIFA.
1: But go, but going back to this, to to. My like tiered pricing idea, as in, as in not not like the call of duty thing, but having more increments. I do feel like right now it's like an indie game is twelve pound or twenty pound if it's like a bigger title, and then a tri- then a triple A game is fifty pound.
0: Triple A titles they tend to just yeah drop them out for, but
1: you know what I mean though. There's not that I'm... sort of like there's not that sort of like midway point. There's no, there's not many games that are like. £30. I think there is.
0: That's... That's primarily because I'm a PC gamer. You know, there isn't there isn't that sort of thing on consoles, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you've either got your 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 ten to twelve quid indie titles or you've got your sixty quid
1: yeah.
0: AAA. There is definitely room for those smaller titles and you know, one of the things that I will say is that Nintendo do that. Um, you know, obviously Link's Awakening came out and that wasn't a might not have been. I can't remember it. I didn't pay sixty sixty quid. I for think it. I think um, it
1: I think it was full price, but I've checked the price on Amazon and it's gone down. Yeah, to what I think it uh, should be.
0: Captain Toad. Let's let's go with Captain Toad. Captain mm-hmm. Toad was the thirty quid game. Yeah. There we go. And you know, uh, Paper Mario is going to be that as well, isn't it?
1: No, Paper Mario is at forty nine ninety nine. Oh. Full price AAA.
0: So the, there are definitely developers that are doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn, which is coming out on PC, is going to be thirty-two pounds, I think. But again, but again, that
1: uh, was fifty pounds at release.
0: Yeah. Um, I honestly, I I don't know. I don't know where the pricing structure is. That I don't know whether a pricing structure exists or whether a pricing structure is likely because. Like I say, primarily I'm a PC gamer and the majority of the games I buy on PC can range anywhere from £2.50 up to, you know, 50-odd quid. Mm-hmm. And whether I buy them all depends on a, n- a number of factors. And quite a lot of them drop significantly in sales, Yeah, which there are plenty of on PC.
1: Console sales as well now. I feel like within a few months you can get a triple A game for... Two thirds uh, for like two thirds of its price probably is it?
0: A... Yeah, I mean, definitely on certain consoles. Um, but then you've still got the big titles like your Call of Duties and your Fifas that will be fifty dollars year round. Mm-hmm. Uh, even pre-owned. Yeah.
1: So. And then drop in value straight away as soon as they're out of date.
0: No, they don't though. Do they not? Like, I was, I was looking at um. I was looking at Modern Warfare Two on PC, and it's still twenty quid. It's still a twenty quid. Oh game. no! I... Oh yeah, and no. I was gonna, I was gonna say I was
1: you. I was talking about like the ones that have numbers on like FIFA, but
0: oh FIFA, yeah, FIFA will FIFA will drop in uh, drop instantly
1: mm-hmm. because
0: nobody will be playing it because yeah. everybody will move to the next one. Yeah, but uh, it's a uh... I. I, moving forward, I am very much going to be going to be of the opinion that, you know, price is going to become more important to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, most of the time I don't care about the price of the game if the game is going to be good. But if the game is going to be riddled with microtransactions, if the game is going to be, you know, one of these games as a service, I don't want to be paying full price for that title because, you know, mm-hmm. okay, fair enough, they, they want to fleece as much money from the customer as they can, but. That's not what they should be focusing on.
1: No, and and you don't want to be pay. You don't want to pay to be advertised at. No, definitely not. I think the long and short of it for me is that, um, I do agree that games are getting bigger, costlier, and that a price increase, you know, might be warranted for for some major titles like that. But I don't think all titles need to be bigger and costlier, I think that I'd be happy to pay like £30, £40 for a smaller, tighter experience from like a like a double-A game, like we said. And I'd be happy to have your The Last of Us Part 2, your Breath of the Wilds, be that premium price.
0: So one thing that I will bring up, which I've just thought about, um, I will happily pay more money for a video game, if the developers or the companies that are publishing or whatever, if there is proof that they are don't have crunch time for their staff, that they are paying their staff fairly, that the hours that their staff work are reasonable and that it's a good atmosphere and all that jazz. If they if, if a company came out and went, So let's Pull a a company from the middle of the air. Let's go with... uh, Far Cry 6 is on on screen. Mm -hmm. Ubisoft. Ubisoft have got 22 different development studios working on Assassin's Creed Valhalla. If they came out tonight and said, okay, right, so here is out. Our titles are going to be increasing by $10 for the new consoles, but we are going to work towards guaranteeing that we don't have these toxic environments with crunch time and with uh pay based on metacritic scores Mm -hmm. and bonuses based on you know how many awards they get and all this rubbish that makes the, the the development environment that people work in so miserable yeah great. I would love that. yeah if they come out and say, "Oh yeah, we're going to charge you ten dollars extra, and oh by the way, you can spend forty quid extra for a pre-order bonus of double XP for the first twelve hours of play no if if the increase in pu- in pricing went towards went to the developers and not towards the company's bottom line, I I know they're companies, so they're in the in the industry to make money, mm-hmm. but at some point, they need to.
1: They need to think about their staff. They need to think about the people it's... who are who are making them the money. Essentially, yeah. there are the too only... many horror
0: stories come out of the industry that say, "Oh no, we we worked forty-eight hour days, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I didn't see my family for two and a half months because they were locked in a basement with yeah. pagan men."
1: L- literally, Played though, up. you're exaggerating. But there are people. The stories of people sleeping at the desks and. and... Yep
0: under their desks—it's yeah. like that is that is not a cohesive working environment. That is not a productive working environment, and it will only lead to shoddy games.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only the only um, counterpoint I have to that is that me and you might be saying that, you know, me and you might be saying, yeah, we'll we'll support this, um, we'll we'll support this because it's a good business practice. It's good. It's treating your employees fairly. What about, bloody, someone's mum who goes in and, and sees that this version is £10, $10 more than this other version? She'll be like, well, why is that?
0: Uh, I don't think they will. You don't think so? Nope. I think if a mother is going in and they're doing that, and they are, if if they were informed i don't know it it comes it comes down to a lot of uh, that that comes down to parenting and i don't know maybe they would ask a question i'm i'm not
1: no i'll, I'll maybe maybe even maybe even take out like parents from the equation just just casual gamers you know some some someone who enjoys playing video games but aren't clued in on what's happening in the industry all they see is that games are now more expensive
0: yeah but that would have been the same 10 years ago when it went up last time that's true but the that, that that's why it tends to happen with new consoles rather than in the middle of a cycle yeah so people will just look at it and be like oh okay these are, these games are more expensive yeah but they are for a new system so it's the same thing that happened when blu-ray came out mm-hmm where people would look at the DVDs and then look at the Blu-rays, and it's like, oh, well, it's higher quality, so yeah, it's going to cost yeah. more. And people will just... The, the the casual gamers will just probably just accept it. You know, if you are buying a PlayStation 5 just so you can play FIFA, that, you know, the, the one game which they play, then it won't make any difference to them. Mm-hmm. Much. I know it's it's an interesting conversation, and I would much rather. I, I I feel like we should see a breakdown of where this where the increased revenue goes to.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, okay, fair enough. Development costs have gone up, but like I say, sales numbers have gone up. So if a company were to come out and say, "Right, this is our revenue stream. This is why a price increase is warranted." great good for them mm-hmm. love it
1: absolutely i think that about does it for uh, for this week doesn't it uh,
0: i think so yeah um my my throat hurts so i think that means we've talked enough
1: <laughs> so next next week or Let's let's try let's try for in two weeks this time, rather than well, leaving a, it for.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So next time we will probably go over what's happening at UB Forward tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably if we are aiming for two weeks, uh, we will talk about the Xbox event as well because that's happening on the twenty third.
1: It is yes, and I'll have some thoughts on Paper Mario because um, because I have pre-ordered that because I'm one of those people.
0: And I will probably talk about Fallout New Vegas for about two minutes because I've been installing that again because <laughs> I wanted to go back and do uh i'm I'm going really really stupid with this i'm going I'm going low strength low yeah. dexterity uh no, no, what is it specials strength perception something e endurance
1: is is our resistance there is no R. What strength?
0: Yeah, it's strength.
1: Uh, oh, it's special. Spe- Sorry, I'm thinking strength. I'm thinking the acronym is strength. No, yeah. no, no, no,
0: it's uh, strength, it is strength, perception, endurance, charisma, intelligence, agility, and luck. So I'm going low everything apart from luck and charisma.
1: Yes, I love it. I love I'm it.
0: going low, low strength, low perception, low endurance, low intelligence, low agility. I might have high agility. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> so, so I'm going to be the most charismatic and lucky fucker in the world that can't do fuck all with anything else. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: oh, lovely. lovely. And I'm just,
0: gonna, I'm, I'm going to go and, and going to try that and probably die within ten minutes because <laughs> I have no strength or perception. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: Uh, so look i'm I'm looking forward to hearing that hearing that next time next time I'll be doing the uh, doing the hosting
0: yes, and you will be picking our discussion topic, which will probably be pulled out of our house ten minutes before recording probably probably uh should we try for a guest next time or
1: should do you... we could do we could do we could do
0: anyway uh also in 2 weeks uh potentially we'll have an intro
1: potentially <laughs> potentially well if this I... this why it's this is why it's only on youtube and not on the uh not on other podcast services yet it's not it's we're because still,
0: it, we're still trying things so it's
1: not it's because I'm lazy and I, and haven't found out how to put them up but i've got the audio versions so audio only versions coming soon
0: yeah uh also, look out for something on twitch.tv slash something, which we haven't created yet, so either Samuel Carmody or Dingroom2909 mm-hmm. uh, for potentially something that we might do in the next two weeks in terms of Twitch. Maybe.
1: Maybe. Let's see.
0: Maybe we'll, maybe we'll have a, a, a Video Games and Chill Twitch as well that we can do stuff on, but yeah, so big things are, are are coming your way for the future. We're excited about this and we are.
1: Big things are coming your way, Reggie.
0: Yeah. We do this for you and for you only. Oh, I could totally have him in the background in this intro.
1: <laughs> right.
0: I need to talk to you about this intro after we've finished. Recording. We certainly
1: so. do. I think that's the longest outro in podcast history. <laughs>
0: nah, I've seen longer.
1: We'll see you next time.
2: Bye.